Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Your Say podcast. Here we are, episode 64, season three, trucking along. Today, we have a guest. Her name is Hannah. She runs a program called Wild Woman. She's a vision therapist, and she's also an intuitive wellness guidance. There are a lot of words. You're going to have to keep on listening to hear what the fuck that actually means. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited. We've got an amazing guest today. Today is going to be a really juicy, juicy podcast. Today, I welcome Hannah, wild woman. She's an intuitive wellness guide. Hannah, welcome to the Your Say podcast. I am so honored to be here, Nicole. Thank you so much for holding space and inviting me to share my heart, my thoughts and musings on your podcast. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. So we really have just, we're Instagram buddies, aren't we? We've just crossed paths through the wild web and fallen into each other's space. And one of the things we love on the Your Say podcast is to invite beautiful humans in to talk about what they do, how they got here, what their passions are. And, you know, I think you've got a really interesting story. I saw that you were a vision therapist for 16 years. I've never even heard or seen the word vision therapist. So I'm, yeah, I'm really personally excited. I'm sure we're going to get into some really intricate subjects. But Hannah, if you could start by telling us what you do, a little bit of the background so that the audience can get an understanding of who Hannah is. Of course, I would love to. I have no idea where this morning's discussion is going to Me go. Me neither. So Isn't it awesome? <laughs> with that too. Um, but I'm a multi-passionate woman who prioritises self-care so that I can show up unapologetically both in my work life but in my personal life mm-hmm. as well. And I feel that self-care is an essential part of being an empowered and intuitive woman, Mm -hmm. which is where intuitive wellness guiding comes into it. Now, I find and create beauty and flow in each day because when we have the flow between masculine and feminine energy, so much more comes Mm. from each day. Now, talking on as a, a vision therapist i've been a vision therapist for almost 16 years and vision therapy has been around since the early 80s and it's i think a profession that should be known more about yeah because when you think about it how many things can you do with your eyes closed oh it's endless <laughs> well Oh, sorry, but with eyes closed, how many things can you do? Oh, sorry, physically nothing. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah, that's right. So um, vision therapy focuses on the eye-brain-body connection and I work with a mixture of age groups who have visual-related learning challenges, behavioural problems, traumatic and acquired brain injuries, stroke patients and a variety of other clients as well. And I also specialize in integrating retained primitive reflexes. So we're all born with a specific set of reflexes. And if these reflexes don't automatically integrate themselves in, they can hinder development, um, cognitive abilities, sleep patterns, dietary challenges, and, and a variety of other things as well. Wow. So I've never heard of vision therapy and I feel like I've done a lot of therapy and psychology and holistic, you know, I kind of like to try all the things. So I'd love to know, how did you get into it, Hannah? Like what, 
how did you hear about it? How did you land doing this for 16 years? Great question. So I'm so lucky that I'm in the independent family-owned business with my mum. who's oh, a beautiful. Optometrist. So general optometry looks at how clearly a person sees, mm-hmm. but behavioural optometry actually looks at the visual process of it because a person may be able to see clearly, but their visual system may not be communicating as efficiently and performing um, to its full potential. Oh my God, I am already like bursting with so many questions. So I'm an artist, right? So I am a very visual person. It's, it's my learning style. I can walk into a home and imagine exactly what it's going to look like once I transform it. And I, being a creative person, is there a difference between how everyone does this? I'm assuming there is, but I don't know like what the statistics are behind that. Like obviously everyone processes it differently. Um, So some people, um, I I work on visualisation quite often with clients, especially when it comes to math skills and spelling Mm -hmm. and reading. And you'll ask some children and even adults to close their eyes and ask them what colour they see or what they see. Mm -hmm. And they'll just see it as black. Mm. But once you start introducing them to the ability of creating an internal visual image Mm -hmm. when we have a visual image of something we can retain it and connect to it on a new level as well right this is fascinating absolutely so your your mum's got is she an optometrist so you've grown up so eyes is your thing right optometrist yes that's correct wow this is so fascinating absolutely fascinating Oh, this is why I absolutely love podcast day more than any other day. This is already (laughs) so fascinating, Hannah. So you're doing vision therapy. You've grown up with eyes, eyes, eyes. Like I'm totally here. Now how, now you do intuitive wellness. You've got the wild woman. When did that empowerment, like what what brought you into that space? For me personally, I, I also am an empowered leader and I feel like I live my authentic self now. I've still got some challenges around body image, but I'm working on that. But for me, I was thrust into this world sort of three years ago as a byproduct of a divorce. So mm-hmm. what what's your story? How did you go from specifically doing the vision therapy to now this intuitive wellness guidance? Well, I've always been interested in self-care and holistic remedies and treatment practices. Mm-hmm. And in vision therapy, each session is individualised for the patient I'm treating Mm -hmm. and we involve breath work, we involve intention settings, we talk about goals. Mm, Fantastic. That overlaps with intuitive wellness guidance because I individually tailor uh, in-person and virtual client sessions and my occupations are my passions Mm. because when we're passionate about something, we're able to make an even more meaningful impact while being heart-led, in, intentional with what we say and what we do. Mm, okay. So I'm going to be really honest. There's a lot of words, right? And the words that you're talking to me at the moment are all the words that I see on the internet. And I feel like some people, there's the words, but what I would love to do is get even underneath this further so that our listeners go what does intuitive wellness actually mean because I think some people hear the word intuitive and they think woohoo ghosty so what does that mean for you intuitive wellness 
I, I totally understand that. I am so lucky that I have been intuitively guided from a young age. Yep. We, all, as a human collective, all have intuitive abilities. Agree. It's knowing how to tap into them yep. and how to welcome them. So sometimes, well, a, a gut feeling mm. is a perfect, perfect example of an intuitive signal from mm-hmm. the body. So if something's not quite feeling right, your body will tell you because our bodies always have the answers no matter what the situation is, what we're experiencing or where we are in our life. Yeah, and I resonate with that so much, it's Hannah. Cool. Like it's, it's, it, it almost blows my mind the physical response that we get and I've ignored mine. At the moment my intuition's at an all-time high because I'm living in my reality and I'm embracing it and I feel like I'm – Personally, I kind of get a lot of, I, I don't see dead people, but there's definitely an element of me where I'm like, oh, I've got, I've got to tell that person this. And this is very new, but it's because I, the further I lean into my intuition, the more these things are happening. Um, and I find it, I find it, a, I found it a little bit scary in the beginning, but now I'm leaning into it. And I'm feeling like I'm in flow. Does that resonate? Oh, very much so. And when you have that flow between the feminine and masculine energy, Mm. but also that deep trust in yourself, Mm. trusting yourself and trusting others really allows our intuitive side to come to life. Yeah. And I think I had a marriage breakup. My ex-wife had an affair and so it was very dramatic and the affair went on and off for 12 months. And so I had a lot of trauma and had PTSD Mm -hmm. personally. And then in the last three years, I've completely rebuilt, I've literally rebuilt who I am. And I was always someone that was very positive and self-aware, but I've just gone you know, so much deeper into that learning. And one of the things I've found, because I work with as a coach as well, and when I'm with my clients is it's, I have to gauge whether they're ready for me to sort of let them know what I'm feeling. Because as a coach, I don't give answers, right? I just guide and give feedback and allow them to find that answer within. And it's so funny because as a coach, you would know, you have an ability to ask a certain amount of questions and, you know, primarily I get my clients just to stop and when they stop, the answers come, right? Because you get on this treadmill of life and before you know it, you're 40 years of age and, you know, it's kind of all happened. But it's so funny because they're like, oh my God, you've just hit it on the head within two minutes. I'm like, no, you just stopped for one minute and you had it there. <laughs> like, And we're, we're in such a, a hustle and bustle society that we don't take that time to just sit and connect. And mm. it's amazing the connection that can come from just five deep breaths. Oh, it's unbelievable. Into ourselves, feeling our heartbeat, feeling the sensations in our body and then trusting that we'll be guided. And that's why I refer to myself as an intuitive wellness guide because I'm intuitively guided myself, Mm. but I'm guiding and supporting people to connect with their own inner guidance and Mm. wisdom. It is so innate to all of us. And so how do you do this work, Hannah? Like how is, like obviously we'll put all your connections and things on Instagram, but how... How do you, you know, work with clients? If people are listening to this going, what does this look like? Like I just, I'm so interested to know what that looks like for you physically in your day-to-day. So I have, with my vision therapy clients, Mm -hmm. um, 
almost done in office. So I'm in the office three days full time. And then of my time is dedicated to um, my intuitive wellness clients. Mm. With my some of my vision therapy patients, I can see them virtually as well because I do have um, some that aren't local to the area and can also uh, connect with them while they're traveling and on holidays. And with my intuitive clients, I've got um, some that are local to the area mm-hmm. uh, and I do in person with those. However, some of them that are still early on their journey I'm doing virtually because I'm not quite ready um, to have that face-to-face connection Mm. so I tailor things to each person as I need to and we discuss the nervous system we talk about breathwork practices we talk about nutrition um, moving the body because our our body is there to to guide us Mm. and support so lonely, but I know that there's a reason that we feel, breathe, think, and move in a way that supports us as a human collective. Mm, totally. Okay, I'm going to come back, and I want you to give us like the t- sort of top five things that you teach people because the listeners are, would be sitting here now going, "But what does that mean for me? Like, why? Why would I go?" So let's talk about that. Okay, so diving into, I want to ask two questions. So around vision therapy, if the listeners now are going, oh, this is interesting, I didn't know, what are the top five clients that come to you as a vision therapist? Like what what are they coming to you for? Uh, a person may have an eye, well, adult or child may have an eye turn that can physically be seen. Right. So that's something that we work with on a routine basis mm-hmm. in the therapy room. Um, someone may have had a trauma mm-hmm. of some kind, whether that's a, a quiet or traumatic brain injury from a car accident, a, um, a brain accident, um, bumping their head. So I actually have a patient at the moment who is a school teacher right. and has had three concussions. Mm-hmm in a two-year period Um, so two of those were in the schoolyard when she was on playground duty and then another one was at home where she stood up and then banged her head on something and didn't actually realize that she'd had concussions that are now having an impact on how her visual system works right got it see children with um, behavioural and learning challenges in the classroom because so much of what we do is visually guided. So if the eyes aren't judging space correctly, mm-hmm. trouble identifying things and locating where things are in space, it makes it hard to complete a task mm. with ease. Got it. This is so interesting. So when you're with a vi- when, when you're with a client from a soul spiritual intuitive connection perspective like when you were first doing this do you feel I don't know I want to ask a woo-woo question but like when you're staring into someone's eyes like do you feel like you're staring into their soul like is that how you get in does my question make any sense yes it does make sense I I don't fully disconnect from my intuitive side in the therapy room because it is still important Mm. Uh, With vision therapy, it is more holistic Mm -hmm. than medical-based. 
but I'm working more from a, a therapy yep. side rather than in, intuitive side. Mm-hmm. However, in saying that one of my cl- current clients is having shocking sleep of an evening. So last night I recorded her a guided meditation, mm-hmm. uh, which links into one of the visualization exercises that we're doing in vision therapy. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely some overlap yeah. with clients into my intuitive guidance side of things as well all right okay I've got more questions sorry I knew this would just flow now I'm thinking now I've just remembered ideology like how is like what's ideology and how is that is that related at all to what you do and what's the difference iridology yeah that's what I mean iridology yeah um so iridology is Separate in itself, yes, it's based around the eyes and what the practitioner is seeing, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're more looking at how clearly the person is seeing how the visual system is working or how both eyes are working together Together. and then how we can get the eyes working in with the brain and the rest of the body. Got it. Okay. I'm getting it. I now know what a visual therapist does and hopefully the listeners that may not have known. And I'm sure, you know, certainly when kids are growing, you know, and you see they've got physical, like, and you can notice that their eyes aren't, you know, whether they're cross-eyed or they've got a wandering Mm -hmm. eye and all those types of things. Now it's kind of resonating with me. I just haven't had an impact of that personally. So what is your... um, I'd love to dive into you personally. Like, what's your status? Are you married? What do your morning rituals and routines look like? Because, yeah, my listeners would love to know. So, yes, my husband and I have been together for almost 11 years. Oh, that's lovely. We got married two years ago. Um, We did have to postpone the wedding twice because of COVID going on the last couple of years. But we got to have the celebration that we wanted and it was such a, a magical day. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, and so your daily practices, what what does your days look like? I know from a wellness perspective, movement's really important, but talk us through what it looks like for you and let's dive into this space. Of course. This morning I started with 100 rounds of the Breath of Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so a hundred breaths to connect in to myself and every morning I will do breath work of one kind or another and a number of the breath work techniques I use are taught and demonstrated within the wild wellness the wild woman gateway my online learning portal Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel that connecting with your breath and tuning into yourself Mm -hmm. will guide you through the grave I also journal of a morning mm-hmm. and of an evening. I prefer journaling more of an evening so that I can reflect on the day, reflect what I experienced and how I'm going to approach the day ahead. Mm-hmm. And this morning I started with a morning run um, because today I'm 27 days into a 100-day running challenge that I, I set saw for my- that. Um, I'm one of those people who love to run and choose to run. Um, So each day in one form or another, I intentionally move my body like I love myself because movement truly is medicine to me. And so have you always felt like that in the last, um, like in your life? Has it always been a medicine for you? Uh, 
Alice Chillard. I started running from an early age and I did little athletics. I did um, representative cross-country at school. Okay. I played hockey. I did taekwondo and I love dance. Yeah, awesome. So, okay. So the answer to that question is yes, you're a movement person. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I, I asked that question, I am the opposite and I am, if I'm on it, I'm on it. And if I'm off it, I'm off it. And at the moment I haven't exercised really in like two and a half years, except for walking the dog here and there. And subsequently my weight has suffered. Um, but I've been incredibly fit. I've ran marathons. I can run. I just haven't. Right. And I've always personally, and we might be able to do some online, you know, what you actually do from work perspective with me mm. now, but I, Prior to probably the last three years, for me, exercise was about looking a certain way. It was never about the mental connection, even though I always felt better for doing it. But it was more around if I took some, if I took I took up F forty five, I became the best at it. I lost twenty five kilos. I was you know a size six, but mentally I was fucked up, right? And so <laughs> I've been this yo yo. I'm on it. I'm off it. CrossFit comes in. I smash out CrossFit for a year. Then I don't do anything for a year. And so I've had this really poor relationship where I'm on it and off it. And in the last two and a half years since my divorce, I made a decision to just not even worry about fitness because I went inwards and I focused primarily on myself, my PTSD, healing. Like I've done so much healing. It's not even like it's like 20, well, so far it's 65 podcasts. <laughs> Because I heal through this. Yeah, um, and so and connection and communication is a healing process. It is, yeah. Itself. Yeah. And so this podcast has healed me and is continuing to heal me. So I would say now for me, I'm 47, I would be the happiest and content I've ever been in my life. I can look at myself in the mirror with love. I love my own space. I know that I will welcome a secure relationship one day. I've never been more self-aware. Like I genuinely am so happy and so good. I still, my only, you know, the, the kind of thorn in my side is I still have body dysmorphia and I still have, I'm still not moving, right? So it's the missing piece to the pie and I know that and I'm moving into a new house in six weeks. So of course I've decided, oh, I'll deal with that in six weeks. But what I don't want to do for the first time in my life is go, oh my God, I'm going to start running five times a week and then take on some massive uh, undertaking and then I'm back on that all or nothing mentality. So what advice would you have for me given that? With movement, it, right, I'm going to do a little bit of a reframe if that's okay. Absolutely. You no, this is good because I think everyone can see what you do. You talked about fitness and feeling that that means that you have to move in a certain or specific way mm. but I think of movement so rather than fitness and exercise as long as the body moves in one way or another mm. because we're dynamic human beings we're not meant to be static and sitting down mm. and it's okay if you only walk five minutes one day and if you walk a whole hour another day mm. So it's not pushing yourself um, into burn or yeah, that's good. overwhelm. 
And it's about saying, oh, okay, I think even if it's standing outside in the sunshine for 10 minutes of a morning, uh, one of my clients at the moment, we're resetting her circadian rhythm mm. to a with her sleep and the hours that the shifts that she's doing at work and now that she's spending time in the sunshine and then doing an evening walk as the sun's going down her body has started to respond to light and Mm. dark and that supported her so much for her sleep patterns as well yeah that's interesting you say that I'm going to come back and mm, this is resonating So I totally am vibing this. Now that you've said that, I want to reframe because I do do that. I do walk my dog every day and I don't often take my phone and I do look at the trees and I definitely lay in the sun and I I do breath work. And so I do do, and I do a lot of meditation. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with Vipassana, but that's my chosen style. I, I've attended the Vipassana workshops where they're silent retreats. Anyway, that's another conversation. So I do do that. What I don't do is anything rigorous. So I don't go to a class. I don't go to Pilates. And I think because of society, I'm kind of like feeling like I don't do anything. But when you said that, I'm like, well, no, I do walk my dog. And I do, like, so, I mean, I go to a, I went to a dance class recently and I'd never done this before. It was a um, a DJ and it was all about body-mind connection. And this was so out of my comfort zone. Like I can dance till the bloody sun comes up, but only when I'm pissed, right? So this was like, a friend of mine was like, go to this, you're going to love it. And I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, so I took myself along to some boogie night and there was a, beautiful man it was a circle and it was all genders were there there was probably eight or nine of us in this beautiful space and the guy from India played I want to say it was like a ukulele it was some type of special (laughs) instrument that they play it was phenomenal so he opened the circle and then the DJ played earthly music and then it kind of moved into more like dance music and for the first I would say for 70% of the class we had our eyes closed and we just felt into our body. Now, I didn't know anyone in there and I was like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Like I'm just, I really, because I really do have a disconnect and I was like, I am going to embrace this. And I did. I was closing my eyes. I was so connected and I got it, right, because I I, I follow lots of holistic people and I, I love all the things but I've never done it. And this class was amazing like there was a few times where I was opening my eyes and looking at others and thinking fuck I'm not like she looks way more you know in tune than me but then I just kept closing my eyes and I was it was quite I don't know it was quite um it was therapeutic it was empowering it was really beautiful and Mm. I haven't done one since but I can see that's a need for me is that connection between the body because I think because of my childhood conditioning and my body image issues, I haven't connected the two. So here I was telling you, no, I don't do any of that. But when you say all that, I'm like, no, no, I do that because I am connected to my body. I think I just shame it because it's bigger than I want it to be. And Mm. I think that's where the disconnect for me is with fitness. Like I see when you said you're going to run every day, my my thought pattern is, oh, you're trying to lose weight, which is not the case, right? But that's my own conditioning. Mm-hmm. 
And society and societal expectations put us in boxes and, and it has for far too long. Hasn't it? Um, but where we as a human collective get to make a choice on a daily basis to step out of these boxes mm. and to as ourselves but for ourselves so that we can we can live the life that we're desiring and the life that we deserve mm. Mm. and and such and and you're right like i i could not agree more at how important movement is and for me it might only be walking the dog or you know and it's not like i haven't gone for a decent walk here and there i have but yeah. sometimes even when you i went out last friday night and had a, a dance um at the byron bay pub and it was phenomenal like it was just there was just this i mean it, it releases endorphins when you move right so <laughs> it's um yeah so when you work with clients what are the key things that you get them to introduce into their day it, it's all dependent on the person yeah, of course. that I'm with. So sometimes it, within the Wild Woman Gateway learning portal, there's guided meditations, there's visualisation meditations. It's separated into different modules. So I've got a specific module on self-care, a module on breath work. Um, I've got a, a module of a variety of different playlists that I've specifically Beautiful. curated for people to tap into. So there's a playlist to do with meditation and reflection. There's a playlist to do with dance. There's a high vibe playlist. There's a nervous system nourishment playlist. Awesome, awesome. But core values and knowing how having our top five values that are important to us allow us to, uh, to turn up and I suppose show up in a, a new way mm. um, with a different energy for the world and even understanding heart coherence and the energy of emotions and there, there's so much within the portal um, but it's a portal that will continue growing as I continue to grow yeah, but also add more in unity within the portal yeah awesome and this is this is this is the wild woman so this is an online course that people could participate in if they're listening that's correct so there's a, a monthly and an annual subscription and it's called the wild woman gateway i'm in the middle of um launching my website at the moment however it can be accessed through my instagram page which i know nicole's going to share um below this recording yeah absolutely i will yeah i will and so all right, I want to talk about something that I think we're both going to be passionate about. Um, I'm just going to do a quick sound check now. So tell me. And I'm actually going to top my water bottle up as well. That's okay, do that. Okay, I'm just. Okay, so Hannah, I'm really interested to know, we both work with women. We probably work with a similar client base, to be honest. I think there's lots of synergies between what you stand for and, and what I do from a coaching perspective. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'd love to get your take on is a lot of the work I do with my clients one-on-one, -on -one, they become quite different. They build boundaries, they get this level of empowerment, they quit jobs, they quit relationships, they start new careers. They really find themselves, right? And I know that one of the big things that they struggle with is what other people think. And if I ever do any Instagram post or anything around stop giving less fucks about what other people think, it's always very successful, right? So I know that this is something that would be close to everyone's heart. So I'd love to know in your field, 
what are some of the things you can share with our listeners to try and you know, you, if I was drawing right now, I'd draw one, a small circle on the page and a large circle. Like you were the small person and then now you're this bigger person. But the people around you, they signed up for the smaller circle, right? And all of a sudden you start showing up with all these boundaries and powerful words. And what are some of the things you work with or, or does this happen for your clients is my first question. Yes, it does. And that's a really good question. I'm going to tie intuition mm. in again. Because uh, trusting your gut and leaning into your intuition ties into spirituality. And some people think that spirituality is more religion-based, but spirituality is what you want it to be. So you don't have to believe in a god or a deity of any kind you might believe in the sun or you might believe in mother nature and the support that she provides Mm. or you might believe in yourself Mm, because you can be your own spirituality Mm. uh, which is a, a pretty impressive thing that we can decide what we speak into life and what we bring into life because we are creating our reality and creating a lasting legacy um, whether we realize it or not. I mentioned before about living the life that we desire and deserve Mm. and I absolutely love language and words and the word deserve can be broken down into deserve. So believe that in order to fully show up we need to remove all that is no longer serving us Mm -hmm. so that we can truly get what we deserve by uh, opening our hearts by breathing deeply connecting to ourselves. and I know that this is big work and that is why I guide so many women and I also do have a few male clients as well even though it's called the wild woman gateway Mm. have some one-on-one coaching clients that I I, um, do with men as well who have an imbalance between their masculine and feminine essence or energy. Mm. Every single human being has masculine energy Mm. and feminine energy, which not all of us realise, and it's about finding that um, being able to dance between the two and and having fluidity in Mm. the way that move between our energies yeah absolutely that resonates with me completely and I think from us and and I talk to my clients about it as well from a spiritual perspective I'm kind of like on a scale of one to ten ten being you put your period blood on your face and one being that you don't fucking believe in anything like where do you sit on that scale and I know for me in times of turmoil I've always lent into it but for me now in the last three years it's just it's now who I am, what I do. And one of the Mm. things that I've noticed on my personal journey, I don't have any fear. And a lot of people can't say that. Like I don't have any fear. I don't fear my children. I don't like, I I don't live with fear. I don't fear death. I don't fear, you know, of course I don't want bad things to happen to the people I love, but it's not something I ever think about. And it's really Mm. interesting that's me leaning in and trusting, right? That's me trusting that whatever I'm going to get dealt, I'm going to get dealt. And history has shown me that I will always be okay. (laughs) And if I'm not, then that was my time, right? Um, But it's a really interesting 
space because spirituality, because of society, people associate it with a psychic and this and that. And there's just so much more to spirituality. But one of the things that you said for me is that gut instinct and intuition. And I'm sure you have, have you in your life, Hannah, not trusted it back in the early days of your life? Oh, and then Yes. And a lot of things blew up when that was the case. <laughs> mm, same, same. I, you know, we've all, I think we've all done it. We've all got that thing. It's like, fuck, I knew I shouldn't have done it. I did it. And then this happened. And one of the things that has been really powerful for me, and I've even been testing it myself with my own intuition. I, have understood it, belief systems, all those things, but I've really pushed manifestation and visualization mm -hmm. just recently to a point where I am like 1 million percent, 100 percent, you can't convince me that it's not real, right? You couldn't, like anyone can't show me an opposite view because I have literally visualized my dream home, my dream job, um, and I've made it happen. I've journaled, I've, you know, and, and, and right now in my life, all of this has come because I let go when I was coming from a lack energy and was fearful. Oh my God, what about that? And the stress and the energy levels were going into things that weren't, you know, weren't, weren't serving me. And then I literally surrendered and trusted. And my, my listeners will know I have a practice called your ritual, which is like a 15 minute thing that I also teach in the morning, which is a breathwork uh, visualization and a journaling practice. And yes. that's all I've done consistently for the last three years. And I teach it with my clients and people are changing their life because they're allowing themselves to do the things that you and I are saying works, right? Mm. And the, the Wild Woman Gateway um, was created and launched within, I think, a maybe four-month period. And that was an intuitive message that came through because I knew that I was showing up bravely and courageously mm. and I wanted to find a way of how others could step into their power mm. and that as well because we all hold innate wisdom and there's a divine intelligence that ties into spirit or spirituality within us from the moment that we're born but knowing how to trust in that lean into it and show up and one of my close friends who is part of the wild woman gateway and enjoying that she can create her own adventure within the portal mm. said holy shit how do you create that and launch that within such a period a short period of time mm. but because i was going with the flow i was trusting myself and yes there were times where oh can i say that mm. can i put out there can I actually talk about this and I went yes I can mm. of course if I don't talk about it how are other people going to be able to feel into it be able to trust themselves be able to show up yeah. because the more we show up in our unapologetic self the more we're giving others the permission slip to do exactly that as well. Yeah, I agree. Look, I, I've done many podcasts on, I did a whole podcast on masks and all the different masks that I wore. <laughs> and, you know, I, I could, I, I would be an award-winning actress. Like I really would because I was so good at it. And arguably I did it for 45 years, which is a really fucking long time. And it's really only been 
for me now in my practice where I kind of stop and, and I still get caught up in life and the world and we all do, right? Um, mm. But that breath, I mean, if it's one message and I'd love to ask you, but for me to the listeners, the one thing that I believe will help you is stopping and breathing. And it is something that you can access anywhere, everywhere, all of the time. And even if you're in an incredibly stressful space, excuse yourself, go to the bathroom, stop and breathe. And this is the, like, these are the tools and things that I also teach. What are, is that like, what would be your kind of one or two key things that you could give to listeners that are listening as a takeaway from this podcast that really helps them step into that power and energy yeah our breath truly is our life force Mm. and is there to support us and to fill us up and with our breath we're also connecting with our nervous system and our nervous system um is inside our body but it's what allows our body to provide us with sensations Mm when we connect with our breath and we close our eyes we can feel the sensations that the or the whispers that the body is trying to send to us absolutely speak words out but if we're not listening to the whispers or the words from within our body that can shift how we're showing up and what we're sharing in spaces as well yeah i agree i'm going to come back i've got one more question before we close down the podcast it's an interesting one Oh, Hannah, this has been a very nourishing is the word that's just come into my mind and I'm just spitting out the gutting stink word. I'm not overthinking it. This is, I felt, I feel really nourished having had this conversation with you. I've got, I've got one more question and space I'd like us to visit. I see a lot and I've done it myself is that it starts with you go on holidays, your body gets sick, right? Because you're allowing it to stop your, um, there's a lot going on maybe in your subconscious mind and you might be in an unhappy relationship but all of a sudden you're feeling sick and you're getting bloods done and I feel like so many of the clients I work with their stress their pain everything that's going on their healing it's coming out in their body physically what's your experience take on this let's talk about it I think when we slow down if it's not something that we do on a routine basis it's a a, huge shock to the nervous system yeah and the nervous system goes what the hell is this mm. going down i don't know how to do that mm. you're actually going to let me sit down and put my feet up and enjoy the sunshine or actually go for a swim and not have to get 10 minutes 10 laps in the pool <laughs> before I my next meeting or i'm at what i can read a full chapter of my book instead of just two or three pages mm. Slowing down is, I talked about movement being medicine, but slowing down is medicine as well. Mm. It's a radical act of self-care and self-love because when we're taking time to slow down, to breathe and to connect, we're allowing our bodies to heal from a level. Yeah, look, I, I mean, it's, it's, it is the number one thing I talk about on all my forums is stopping and my nickname used to be turbo so I didn't right I didn't I didn't even stop on a holiday right it was always about where are we going next where are we going to this let's go down you know my brain didn't stop and it was exhausting and then when I finally stopped I was sleeping three years ago um 
when I started working for myself, I took six months off completely. I would sleep 10, 12 hours and then have like another four or five hour nap. And I was in burnout. Like I was definitely burnt out and was kind of, mm. you know, and it, it, it still blows my mind how powerful we can condition our bodies and our minds to work in a certain way. And, you know, like there, there, there once was a time where I survived on six hours sleep and traveled around Australia and was a mum to two boys and did all of the things. But I literally, I don't even know if I looked at myself in the mirror because I feel like I looked at myself in the mirror for the first time three years ago and just looked and all I could see was this kind of broken shell of a person who'd been outsourcing her power, her love, her validation to everyone except herself. And it was a dark place to find myself in. But having clawed my way out, like you, I feel intuitively, you know, I kind of have a podcast and an Instagram space and I share, you know, 60% of my life. Like I share it with people because for me that is my healing and that's my yeah. message. And I feel like you're doing a similar thing, you know, creating portals. So so I want to talk about Hannah, wild woman, how people can get in your energy. Talk to me about all the programs. Of course. Before we do that, can I add a question in there? Please. Um, people can ask themselves to about slowing down and taking that time. Mm. Let me pose this to you. When was the last time that you took a moment to slow down and truly embrace the beauty of the present moment? Mm. Because your body, your mind, your heart, soul and spirit, they want you to rest yep. and they need you to rest. Yeah. It's, 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 it, I hope everyone's listening to that. We're going to ask it again. When was the last time you did that? Now I can tell you straight away for me, it was like yesterday I took my shoes and socks off and I walked into the ocean and I recalibrated myself because I was in a really heightened state. So I do it cause I know how to do it, mm-hmm. but I've got clients. I had a client yesterday who was losing her mind and I said, stop. And I, I do this through WhatsApp training coaching I said stop go take your shoes and socks off she's like I can't I can't I'm at work I was like go to the toilet put the faucet on cold water wash your face get a grip like I I literally was like anything for me nature wise just brings you back doesn't it it's just like it literally grounds you immediately oh and the ocean and the trees have so much energetic that they can bless us with and that's a great suggestion of splashing water on your face Mm. because activating the vagus nerve within the system as well which brings us into that calm so even though it's awakening the system it's letting us know that we're safe we're calm and we can show up and this is one of the things i do with clients and i had to because i'm you know, you can listen to all the podcasts in the world and you can read, but it's not until you practice it and you start getting little hints. Um, And when you join them and you connect them and they start to become a daily practice, that's when you see the magic. And, you know, I kind of try and get my clients to do that. It's like, right, when you feel that, you know, it's a little bit like wearing the elastic band and flicking it to kind of change your mindset, tapping those types of things. But for me, the success I've had working with clients has been around that. It's been about them going, and then they they come to me and I'm like, right, do this. And they're like, oh my God, that was so much better. And then as the weeks and months go on, it's like, 
oh, today I did this, Nikki, and I got really heightened, but then I washed my face and then I did this. And, and all of a sudden they start to cope with these situations and it's that breaking that action, right? And then your mindset and your brain goes, okay, I'm now back in my conscious mind. Is this as big a problem as what I've just made it, you know? Very much so. And, and I could create a whole new conversation on this, but we can also do a reframe of the words that we're using. So instead of saying, I can't do that, or I won't even bother doing that. I'm not sure how to do this, but I'm going to give it a try. Or if you don't want to show up for something, I'll show my face. I'll still go to that event. I may not stay the whole time, but by putting yourself in the room, mm. conquering yourself, you are you are showing up courageously in the world and sharing your braveness too. Oh, I agree. This has been amazing, Hannah. Thank you so much. I have, yeah, we could keep talking for hours, you and I, which is a really nice space to be in. But thank you for coming on the Your Say podcast. And your Instagram handle is what? It's wildwellness underscore with Hannah. Okay, perfect. With the H on the end. Yep, perfect. I will tag you in all of the notes and yeah, let's get into Hannah's space. If you're vibing it, share this podcast. We always appreciate you sharing, you know, the journey so that others can come along with us. But thank you so much, Hannah. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for holding the space, Nicole. Thanks. Bye.